Welcome to The Reality Bite, where we're talking all things Bachelor in Paradise. I'm Matt Whitehead. And I'm Talia Pritchard. And it's finale time. It's finale day, finally. Or finale, as the French would say. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> We've made it to the end of Bachelor in Paradise. We have it feels barely... like it only just started like three weeks ago. <laughs> just a crawl to the finish for the two of us. We are in a, in a state, um, but we're here. We're here. We've got a couple days rest before The Bachelor starts. I'm excited. And we've got a few surprises in store. We, we might have a special guest later. Maybe. Who could it be? <laughs> it's Scott. <laughs> yes. I wish it was You Scott. guys asked for it. You guys We've got are, him. We got flooded with comments. Um, just each other texting each other about Scott. Um, and we thought we'd try and have him on. Yeah. So we'll see. If he picks up our call. Yeah. <laughs> Debatable so whether that would happen. <laughs> If not, we've um, got Neil ready to go too. So after last week's that episode, is so rude. Don't joke about that. No, we have a we have a very special guest. We're really excited um, to hopefully give us all the goss about the finale. Um, but before that, Talia, should we talk about what happened in the last episode? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, so we pick up where we left off, which is with Kiki and Kieran. Fighting <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, the last episode obviously ended with another cliffhanger where Kiki was really frustrated with all the kind of lies or, shall we say, hidden truths mm. um, that the most honest man in paradise uh, had kept from her. Yes. So we picked up pretty much exactly where we left off, no? Yeah, yeah. They were arguing back and forth. Um, Kieran just doesn't even know what's hit him. He woke up so happy. (laughs) And he's like, why are we fighting? (laughs) I'm so honest. And Kiki's worried that Kieran's not going to sort of leave paradise and be a faithful boyfriend, I guess. Because of, I guess, everything he said and or done. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wild that she would assume such things. Has led her to that conclusion. Um, And then it kind of cut with her being like, I think I... I don't know if I can do this. I might need to leave paradise. And it cuts and it's a new day. Mm. And I was like, did they leave? And then all of a sudden, Kieran like showed up to the pool with the boys and he was like, I had a great day. How about (laughs) you boys? And I was like, Kieran rewriting history once again. Yeah. I was like, do I have a fever? Like what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) What is going on? It's like every time they have like a huge fight and she's like, I don't trust him. I need to be treated better. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and pretend like none of this ever happened. I have to say that my favorite thing that Kieran said to Kiki when they were chatting was he was kind of like, if I didn't do any of this stuff, we wouldn't be where we are now. I know. <laughs> and, and I was, I was like, like, what? Mm. Yeah, you'd probably be in a happier place, Kieran. Yeah, you might be in like, uh, you, you. he's right. They wouldn't be sitting there fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're very true. Yeah, yeah he didn't lie. Oh, he, sorry. Uh, he's never lied. He's actually the most honest person in paradise. How dare you? Sorry. Yeah, gosh. I also thought it was really good that, you know, Kiki even said, like, I don't think you know the definition of integrity and honesty. Mm. And he was like, how couldn't I? <laughs> I've always been honest. Yeah. But this conversation with the boys, you know, they were all debriefing about their family visits and everything that had happened. And like Kieran, I think, played it down. Mm. Yeah. I think, well, he's not going to be honest about it. How dare our favorite you? word. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it didn't take long for him and Matt to kind of start 
politely going at each other. Yeah, there was like it was a, very civil. A little bit of needling each other mm. um, about how it all went down, and also then Matt kept kind of saying things like, you know, Renee's family loved me. They knew that I would be loyal. Like <laughs> 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 they knew they had nothing to worry about. Kieran's just getting redder in the face. Mm. And then he did what uh, I'm. I'm really glad that in the finale we got one final storm off. Yes, we did. Because midway through this kind of strange chat between the two of them, Kieran walked off in a half. He did. And then Matt <laughs> followed him. I know. <laughs> well, Matt just wanted to reiterate that he doesn't want Kieran talking to Renee once they leave paradise. Can I ask how you felt about that? Because I was like, shouldn't we Shouldn't we let Renee make that decision? Yeah, that's how pretty much how I felt about it. I see what Matt was trying to do, and I think he kind of thought he was – um being protective, kind of this knight in shining armour, like don't you talk to her and ruin her life again once paradise is over. But having said that, you don't want a man to make your decisions for you. Yeah, and I think it was like maybe in the way that he phrased it even where he was like, I don't want you talking to her. And mm, it was like, I don't really know if that's your call. Yeah, and I don't think it comes back to him necessarily like protecting her, but him more being jealous about the connection Kieran and Renee once had and being threatened by that. And that's why he doesn't want Kieran in their lives. I do get, like, I do totally believe too that he is worried about Renee and um, how protective she can be over Kieran. But yeah, it was a bit icky. Yeah. I also looked, um, this is just an aside, but I looked at his Instagram the other night and he is like so fit. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. he looks way better in Instagram than on the show. Yeah, right. I, for some reason, I was on his dad's Instagram last night. <laughs> for some reason, just like with a lit cigar and like a. <laughs> a glass tall glass of, of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wyatt. <laughs> You're looking for a stepmother? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, call me. I loved how like so many people were so horny for Matt's um, dad. It was like... But they just look so creepily alike. That's I, why I was on the Instagram because I was just kind of comparing. I was like, this is so weird. And like, and like, he's so tanned and he's got like quite a good rig. <laughs> sure. For an older man. Like, anyway. You were also on the Instagram <laughs> by the sounds of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think. Um, anyway, so the boys kind of had their huff and puff moment. Um, meanwhile. Well, no, um, the. I guess the other thing that got brought up again was the night that Kieran slept in Renee's bed for what he said was just a few hours. And, um, and there's always been these two very different stories. Renee has always said that at that time, Kieran said something along the lines of no one who comes into paradise will ever replace you or or compare to you or something like that. Um, Whereas his story surprisingly has kind of changed over time. Yes. So first when he told Jess about it, I think he said like, you know, I just was in her bed to like tell her that like it's definitely over. <laughs> Which is where you have all those kind of chats, right? Which is like absolutely... climb into someone's bed, be yeah, like, you... just by the way, this is definitely over. This is, yeah, you and, and I. And then you fall asleep spooning, very normal. Yeah, that's exactly how it happens. Um, and then that's kind of changed slightly and and he's always very adamant that he just, you know, was just chatting to her in her bed and then accidentally fell asleep. And then sprinted out of there, you know, like mm. galloped on his white steed <laughs> <laughs> back to his own bed, <laughs> which it probably took him ages to find because I don't think, I he don't think he's ever slept in it once. <laughs> so Matt also brought that up with Kieran. Yeah. And then that set Kieran off because he was like, if this is being brought up, then what's being said to Kiki? I don't want anyone saying anything to her that will like risk their chances at the commitment ceremony almost. Yes. Again, he's so aware of the optics of 
how his quote unquote love story is going to get affected rather than how his actions may affect other yes. people. Um, and it, it, he was like, he was like, I need to go find Kiki. I need to pull her out of this so that like, she doesn't hear anything else that might damage our relationship. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, that shouldn't be your worry. Actually, one other thing I want to bring up that he said to Matt about the Renee stuff was, I don't want to come between your relationship. If I wanted to, I could have easily done it. Yes. He kept saying, if I wanted to be with Renee, I, I would have been, I could be with Renee right now. Which is, again, once again, totally eliminating her feelings in the situation. But he, that's him also admitting he knows he can manipulate her, which is psychopathic yeah and also completely as you said disregards like renee in this situation yeah because she said several times i mean she said that she knows that she deserves better and that she doesn't want to be treated like that anymore yucky yeah hate it anyway so with kieran storming off worried about what kiki's going to hear we go to the girls sitting by the pool talking about their family meet and greet and once again kiki does a similar thing where she's like laughing off the kind of horrific time that she had yes she was like we oh we're all so blessed to be here at the end and i was like kiki your journey has been anything but blessed yeah in this whole scenario and it just makes me my heart breaks for her and i know that we've said this a hundred times but i just wish this like massive stud was the one that was just like i'm taking kiki to the commitment ceremony because i'm a beautiful man with like i don't know like a philanthropist or something with yeah a, like a fake job <laughs> and, sh- and like, and they could just be really happy together and like go on yachts 100%. or whatever. You can tell she's putting on a really brave face here because she's also facing three women who are really, really happy in their relationships. And I think sometimes you don't want to then go into all the bad stuff that just happened in the last 24 hours because she's still processing it. And I guess it's not like admitting defeat once they've made it this far, but it's putting a real dampener on things if she was to go right into like how she probably really is feeling. And also, if she did do that, they would probably all say, I don't think you should still be here. Well, they did kind of try to gently, I guess, drop that information on her again. Renee was kind of, Renee stepped in when Kiki kind of went on a spiel about um, Kieran saying he was, you know, sorry and that he was falling in love with her and she could see in his face that he really meant it. And Renee's sitting there like, I have heard all of this before. That was something that I found very interesting was poor Renee had to sit there and and hear Kieran treating somebody else in a very similar way. Mm. She's already seen him do it to Jess. She's now watching it happen to Kiki. And I just feel like that must be so difficult for her. Yeah, I think so too. And she handles it so well, once again. Like she was very gentle in her approach to Kiki where she was like, you need to put yourself first in this situation. And she did say, I have heard all of this before from him. Um, you know, she's been told she's the only girl in the world for him. And we all know that's not true. <laughs> But I think Kiki's so over it. And I think when you're so deep in that situation too, you're not necessarily going to jump to the logical conclusion, which is to leave him. I think Kiki's mindset is more like, we need to get out of this toxic environment. And then maybe everything he's saying to me is true and we're going to make it work in the outside world. But my question is what's making the environment toxic? Because is it the three women that are just on their own love story or is it the man that is bringing toxic behavior to paradise oh it's totally him do you know what i mean yeah absolutely and i think he's sort of saying a similar thing where he's like as soon as we get out of paradise everything's going to be great because we're going to get away from like people that are basically calling me out for my behavior exactly but i think that's a story he's selling to her and i think these situations if she has fallen for him i don't think she necessarily believes the girls are toxic or anything like that but he could easily be like oh i've just felt 
not myself because my ex is in here and because, you know, it's a show and we're being filmed and rah, rah. I think he could easily – we've seen how he, he can charm people, right? So – I don't know. I am not charmed. Well, I mean, like, all of Australia was last year watching him on The Bachelorette. Oh, yeah, I guess that. Yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> well, you made a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end it here yeah, while goodbye. I'm on top. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. But I think when you have feelings with someone and they've kind of manipulated different stories along the way, you do kind of want to believe them as bad as it sounds. I just don't think – I've seen, like, a lot of Twitter commentary on – the guys this season and some men even being like, well, why are these girls falling for these red flags? And it's just like, it's just not that simple. Yeah. (laughs) Like when you're with someone and they're telling you everything you want to hear, you want to kind of put the other stuff behind you thinking it's easy to blame the other factors like the environment or the filming or the fact his ex was there and you can have this normal life on the outside world. Yeah. I think that promise of the, the fairy tale ending and the promise of, um, a true love in this kind of like mythical outside world where all of a sudden behaviors will change um, is something that is really appealing for Kiki. Yes. And I, and I think the heartbreaking thing is that it's very clear that that's not real for us watching. And I think for her as well. Yeah, exactly. And we're also seeing their worst moments too. For sure. So it's so easy for all of us to be like tweeting and being like, leave him, dump him, whatever. But she's probably holding on to some good times they actually had together as well, which makes it all harder. And I think the other thing is that we've got the benefit of seeing everything from a outsider's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, when we're seeing those moments where they're like frolicking and on the beach and all that kind of stuff, it leaves a sour taste in our mouth because we have all that yes. color of his yeah. history. Whereas for Kiki, it's just like a she's having a great time yeah exactly it so it is like it is i think it's very easy for us to be like armchair critics of this situation i mean how many people in their 20s and 30s have been in relationships for too long that should have ended however long ago 100 percent. so i just feel like we're watching it play out and it's so easy to judge but i mean this leads to kieran and kiki they do decide to leave paradise and give it a shot in the outside world well and and they had another kind of heated confrontation and once again, it was sort of like Kiki was saying the things like she she just doesn't know if she can trust him. She just feels like she might be disposed of. She doesn't know if Kieran like has respect for women. There was also a lot of stuff where he was talking about how when he's single, he doesn't care about people's feelings. But when he's in a relationship, that all changes, <laughs> which is, first of all, bonkers to say out loud. Like Anyone I, that I, has to be a completely different person when they're single and then in a relationship just makes zero sense. But also to say, like, I don't care about anyone else when I'm single. It's like, mm, that's like... And she pulled him up on that. She goes, that concerns me. She's yeah. like, I think women are disposable to you. But also, like, does that change when he's in a relationship? Because it doesn't really, seem like it. doesn't really seem like it. But no. then once again, for, like, you know, he was able to... to charm her as you said to to leave with him and kind of like pursue this relationship on the outside he kind of gives this like passionate speech to where he blames the others a bit again because he just says that he's come from this boys chat and he's like glenn matt all of them like kind of going in on me to kind of play the victim card again and then he's like the others mean nothing to me the only thing that means anything is you and like it's almost like he's saying this. that she's the only girl in the world which is <laughs> <laughs> definitely something we've never heard before <laughs> Rihanna. <laughs> 2010. So they did leave. I'm I'm not going to say that I was like disappointed, but I did want that moment where Kiki was like, actually, I'm better than this. But I, I think I was just 
sad for her because I wanted yeah. so much. I, I think she deserves so much more. She's such a amazing person and she's been really great in Paradise. And she is a really strong woman. Yeah. You see that in the speeches she gives to Kieran and she's not backing down. And I mean, honestly, in the outside world, he would probably find that super intimidating mm. to be facing a like strong woman every single day, pulling but him off on his behavior. How did you feel when it cut to the title card? I mean, not shocked. They've never done that before though, right? No, I don't think so, actually. I, w- I was like, I paused it because I didn't know how long it was. I, w- I just had to read it several times. But they, you know, they cut to a title card that basically says they tried it and then he broke up with her like a week later. And she hasn't heard from him since, which I don't think is a shock to any of us watching the show that we've known that they're not together because their Instagrams have nothing to do with each other. They're not posting any shots from the show together, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's just, obviously his patterns played out again, but it also reminded me of Tim and Brit, like Tim and Brit left paradise as a couple. Then all of a sudden he broke it off after a week and she never heard from him again. These guys just like ghost. And I don't, I guess when you're in paradise, you don't know the kind of edit that you're going to get. Like imagine if like with, with some tricky editing like alicia and glenn could be the villains you know? like if you work <laughs> could really you hard, imagine oh my god glenn is a villain i would actually love to see that <laughs> me too it would just be like they'd have to just cut to him like scowling but he'd actually just be like just calm and collecting. yeah you're like half falling asleep or something they're like <laughs> 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 um but you know like i guess maybe he left thinking everyone's gonna back this relationship they're gonna really want us to work on the outside maybe maybe it's just like you're just leaving a trail of destruction behind you with just all these girls can speak out about him now. And I'm sure it's just the start of it, to be honest. But also I like hope he's doing okay. I I was going to say, having said all of that, I really hope he's looking back on the show, learning some lessons from it and then going to do better in the future. Yeah. And I also think, the fall from grace would be so hard. I think so too. And that is something that can't be easy in regular life, let alone have it play out on national TV. And I feel like, yeah, I just hope that he's all right. I feel like 100% he needs to learn some lessons yes. about his behavior and he can't continue to treat women. But uh, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But he's also not going to learn lessons from his behavior with half of Australia going in on him no i 100 percent. dming some of the things, him exactly. and like doing the usual crude stuff that happens to tv villains yeah. and everyone that goes on these shows that i mean everyone that watches these shows just needs to like chill out a little bit why did you say that while pointing at me <laughs> <laughs> get out of neil's dms <laughs> and scott's oh um, but jackson i still want a pie if you're listening to this Stop talking about carbs. It really sets me off. Like I just, I, I completely lose my train of thought. <laughs> just like a steak bacon cheese pie, like would be, and also maybe a spinach roll. Should we go to a break so you can duck down to the bakery? Oh, you need to go to a break. I can't go to a bakery, Talia. I'm not eating carbs. <laughs> Let's go to a break. Skinniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Speaks latest podcast, 10 News First Person, will bring you amazing stories from all over the country. Stories that matter from journalists with passion. I'm Rolda Jacobs, and I'm proud to present these stories to you. You can find 10 News First Person on the 10 Speaks page on 10 Play or wherever you listen to podcasts.
We're back. And it's time to talk about the lovey-dovey stuff. Oh, hello. Which we're I both, love you too. We're both experts in. Psych. I watched this and I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to experience the emotion of love. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just about to say, like, I know it probably doesn't come across, but I'm quite cynical. <laughs> <laughs> What? You? <laughs> Every person listening to this podcast now is like, what? All four of them were like, The biggest Talia? reveal. Yeah. <laughs> A cynic? <laughs> what next? That she's sarcastic? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but I actually really love these episodes where people commit and say that I love yous and all that kind of stuff, mainly because I don't think I'll ever be in that situation, but it makes me quite like emotional. I watch it like a sociopath. Like I genuinely, no, genuinely I I sometimes watch it and I just like, I'm like, what is this? (laughs) Like, (laughs) do you know, (laughs) this is different levels of being a bit psycho. I've seen Maddie J and Laura tell each other that they love each other at the end of his season, probably seven times now. And I pretty much teared up every single time. I got emotional at one point watching the finale of paradise yeah but it was when glenn started tearing up talking about alicia oh i, I got a little emotional yeah but that was beautiful the the moments where everyone was just talking about how much they loved each other i was literally watching it like they were speaking a different language because i was like i wonder what that is like <laughs> also after three four weeks don't relate yeah to it but okay so they've been in an environment where they're with each other every single day maybe it does happen oh no a hundred percent it's such an intense environment they yeah. spend like 24 hours with each other like seven days a week. I think, you know, especially people like Glenn and Alicia were there for quite a while. Like Alicia yeah. was one of the first to show Intrude. up. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think that you can make these connections and it was really beautiful. And like, so first up uh, were Matt and Renee. Yes. And they, you know, they seemed really into each other. I was kind of surprised that they did drop the L-bomb. A lot. Yeah. Um, I was happy for them. I was while being slightly concerned that it was too fast. <laughs> like I a was, protective parent. I was yeah. like, guys, you just need to slow down one second. I was so worried when he gave her that ring, she was just gonna peg it into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I wish she did. She was like, I'm so sorry, I just <laughs> Just need to try this again. I thought that was what rings did. <laughs> um no, I thought it was really cute. I yeah, I really warmed to Matt throughout this season. I yeah, felt absolutely yeah. nothing towards him during Angie's season. But he seems like a really nice guy. He can fall under that stereotype. The tattooed biker that you well, his dad tried to throw him <laughs> under the bus with the like has girls Obsessed throwing with dolly birds, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think he's really sweet, and um, so I think Matt's been a really good influence on Renee. I mean, rumor has it that they're not together now, but their Instagram still kind of feature each other, feature their moments from the show. So I can only hope it ended on nice terms and they're still good friends. Yeah, I've seen a few times when they're like commenting on something and they back each other up, and I. I think we've said this 6,000 times, but my biggest takeaway from this season or one of them would be how much I've loved Renee. Yes. I just think 100%. she's been so watchable. So, um, so amazing. Like just seeing her on screens more. I'm so happy that she came yeah. back. I mean, she might just need a bit of time and space after these last experiences she's had, but bring her back for bachelorette. I say 2021. Interesting. Uh, you've said that about like 17 different people. I know. I say it about like, well, I love all the women. So I'm like, we're the back for Bachelorette. It's like, we're, <laughs> we're getting two Bachelorettes this year. And now you want like 17 uh, Bachelorettes I next do. year. I yeah, do. I'd watch that. 
I also ask them in every interview I do. I'm like, you should be the bachelorette. So do I. But I don't know. Maybe just Litany, Brit, and Renee. Is that too much to ask for? <gasps> that would be a really good season. Yeah. Free idea for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the showmakers are real listening into this. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so they went, they you know, went off into the sunset together, and then next up was Mary and Connor, who also I've just loved seeing these two. They are so beautiful. He is so genuine and just like a normal, nice person, and I've loved Mary since The Bachelor. Remember at the start when we were like, "Ugh, clean skins!" Like you what were, the hell? <laughs> and I was like, "Clear skins," <laughs> like an illiterate idiot. <laughs> and then I just didn't think, you know. I'd also be in love with the clean skin by the end. I know. I mean, I'm still in love with that big guy, Tim. Like, I just still... I feel like to... I have a soft spot for Gilly now. Oh, God. I'm going to hit you with a microphone. <laughs> just whap you on the forehead. He's from WA. Is he? Yeah. That really pushed it over the edge. Yeah. Why are we, like, sociologically programmed to love men from WA? What is that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, Connor and Mary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just have loved the way that these two have kind of slotted in together and it's just been really nice to see. And then their commitment to each other was really sweet. It wasn't surprising. No, I loved when Mary was talking to Osher and she goes, she's like, you know, I'm in love with him, blah, blah, blah. Um, And she made a joke about marriage and Osher's like, what? And she goes, yeah, I drop hints to him. Like, let's get married. And I'm like, Mary, that's not a hint. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, how about these for wedding venues? Just kidding. I love it so much. She's great. She's like, I'm not sure if he's picking it up. (laughs) I think he is. My other favorite thing that she said was ages ago when she was like, if you go on a date and you kiss somebody else, I'll chop your dick off. (laughs) I love it so much. She's iconic. I know. So it's really cute. And I loved seeing these two. Also, she goes to Connor. I can't wait to see what you're like over there, like back in Australia. (laughs) I just don't think Connor could be any different. No, when he goes back to Tasmania, he wears a crown the whole time. Oh, yeah. King of Hobart. Yeah, true. Well, yeah, she wants to be first lady of Hobart. So I love that for them. I'm excited to see where they go well what we hear about them next yeah because they're uh, rumor has it that they're still together they are still together i'm pretty sure yeah i've seen some like comments like spotting her in hobart recently oh, really yeah well i was going to say what's happened because of the rona like well that's the thing i think yeah. some people, and also like there's so many amazing detectives if i ever go missing i want the bachelor fans to find uh, my- the ones in the forum <gasps> oh yeah honestly um but like so they've spotted all these different clues that she might have spent time recently in Tasmania as well so I hope that's true yeah me too love them and then finally it was Greg and Alicia can I say and I know that this is like not the point but Alicia looked like that outfit was stunning oh it was amazing she looked so good and they were kind of color coordinated a little bit too it was really sweet um anyway (laughs) and also they're in love and it was really beautiful and I got emotional (laughs) do you like when they're showing them kind of reminisce on their own journeys but they've put in a much nicer hotel room than what they've been staying in this whole time like glenn was sitting down on a double bed and i was like oh you haven't had that the whole time in paradise it's it's like after they do that final row ceremony they get rid of the single beds and it's like now you've grown up and you're allowed to like go to nicer places (laughs) i thought you were gonna say you're allowed to go to bed together and i was like i think they already were (laughs) (laughs) um and i also love the like the montages of like Alicia and Renee and Mary like putting on like mascara over a full face of makeup. I know. I st- that gets me every time. <laughs> it 
It's so I'm good. so much. Just a quick touch up before, you know. That's like me when I'm drunk in the bathroom. <laughs> just like constantly reapplying, coming out looking like an absolute clown. Just using like a chip. I did it at your house sauce. once, you remember? <laughs> yeah, I came yeah. back out with like a full face of makeup on. I was like, hello. Because <laughs> we were like debating if we should go out. And then we just sat on the floor and listened to music. And it was a really great night. And you looked great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> For my boys. <laughs> All for, all for you. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, oh, love. Yeah. Um, they were so beautiful. Yeah, I got really, like, I got slightly emotional when, when Glenn was talking about Alicia and and then she teared up as well and I was just like, this is beautiful. The way they look at each other is just so sweet. I know, I can't relate. And then Glenn's always like, I just love your blue eyes and it's like, we get it, Glenn. You say it every episode. <laughs> So I'm just jealous because my eyes are like the color of a swamp. Yeah. <laughs> Your little black eyes were just like scowling. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but Talia actually might be a cynic. <laughs> I know. Oh, okay. I hate to break it to you all. Um, but also, I want to point out Alicia and Glenn basically got engaged because I know <laughs> that he had to use his left hand. And that was cute. Yeah. So they're married now. They're married now. And where their legal children. And on that note, yeah, time to call mum. Hello. Hello. Oh my god. <laughs> oh is my that, god. Is that is that Talia and Hinkle Punkle? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we were meant to be calling Scott. Who's this? <laughs> Alicia, how are you? I'm so good. You must be like um, on cloud nine, like coming to the end of this, feeling like you can now speak about everything. Oh, it is like such a relief. The fact that we can finally go have a pint at the pub and not feel like we (laughs) are ruining the whole plot line of a show is amazing. (laughs) Sorry to everyone in Victoria that has to hear that. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm so sorry, Victorians. (laughs) Tell us about what happened after the show. Well, I am now uh, living in the beautiful state of Perth. So, yes, unfortunately, sorry. Sorry, Victorians, We, we do have a lot of freedom to have a schmitty here <laughs> at the moment. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I made the big move to Perth, which has been so exciting. Um, that was sort of like our hands was a little bit forced by Corona, I guess. I was over in Sydney and there was, we were really sort of grappling with the potential of not being able to see each other for months on end. Like we still wouldn't be together had I not, taken the plunge um but we did I didn't have Glenn's got his own business over here so he had a lot more tying him to the state whereas I was sort of doing a bit of an eat pray love thing (laughs) at the beginning of the year so yeah I, I packed two big suitcases and came over and now we are one um big happy family we live with um sorry to break your heart, Matt, but um, Glenn's twin, Neil, and uh, Neil's boyfriend, Marty. So there's just like <laughs> we got a, a silent tear <laughs> running yeah, down. Yeah, I'm so cheek. sorry. It's just like editing the sound of Hello Darkness, Michael. <laughs> I just like crushed a, a wine glass that I was holding. <laughs> There's blood dripping down my arm, but I'm fine. I'm totally fine. It sounds like you guys are having a great time. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's been really nice. And I mean, it's, it's always a bit challenging this time between filming and airing. But we've we've had such a good time. We've gone on 
lots of little adventures, made lots of memories, and we're so excited to be able to finally, like, I've literally got an album on my phone called Glenn. Oh, my God. Has, like, <laughs> has, like, all of the photos of everything that we've done together over the last, coming up to nine months. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. Yeah, because Erin yeah. got um, pushed back, obviously, because of corona. So it was, like, an even longer gap for you guys to wait for it to start it, airing, right? It was a lot. It was a lot. Like, we were expecting. Usually the turnaround is about three or four months, which is kind of fine because you, like, come home, you decompress, then you, like, start sort of establishing your relationship. But, you know, like... <laughs> I feel like our one-year anniversary is, like, right around the corner. So, <laughs> yeah, it's been major. It's been good, though, because I think now, that, like, it's, I feel like it's been a bit of a blessing in disguise in the sense that because there was such a delay, we've really been able to work on our relationship. And we now have, like, I think sometimes if filming is pretty close to airing, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but, like, the adrenaline just keeps on going, whereas we've been able to sort of, you know, we've had the boring weeks, we've had like going to work, we know, we have a touch point for what our relationship looks like without all the craziness that comes associated with being on a TV show. Yeah, it's sort of like you had the, the, um, the time to have that investment where you're not, you don't have the world's eyes on you. Uh, and you can kind of, you can see what, if the connection is actually really real in the real world. Yeah, totally. And I think that that was so important because like as, as fun and lovely and like, I don't even know how to express like how amazing the reception has been. It's just been so affirming to us to be able to like watch ourselves on TV and be like, yeah, that was like really, like, we really were like so into each other from the get go. Um, and yeah, so it seems so nice, but it is also like it's had a lot of pressure. People being like, "Oh my god, you guys are so amazing!" And you know, we're just real people, so <laughs> I don't know. How has it yeah. felt um, watching your boyfriend go from an unknown man in Australia to like Australia's boyfriend? Oh my god, it's been like it's probably one of the things I was most excited for because um, I, I think I had, I guess. Not the exact same journey, but a similar experience. I've I've really loved watching, you know, people connect with him and people seeing just what a this is so cheesy, but like what a beautiful soul he is because he's just the best. I know you're a fan of this the franchise. When you watched Angie's season, did you remember Glenn when you're going into into paradise? Were you like, I hope Glenn's there, or because I know you're watching this yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, you know what, like being a fan of the franchise, I I probably like from a, I don't know how to put it, but like from a strategy or like a casting perspective, I don't know if I expected to see Glenn in there just because, you know, generally they do, we do see the bigger characters in Paradise. So I was expecting to see your Kieran's and your Tim's. Um, and Glenn was a really welcome surprise. I knew who, exactly who he was when I walked in. I like actually... <laughs> he was like it, it sort of became a bit of a meme that he was like in the background of rose ceremonies and it's like who is this guy and I'd actually tweeted like <laughs> I don't use my Twitter that much so it's a few scrolls down you can see like in like last year I tweeted being like show more cute Glenn oh my god <laughs> that's beautiful 
Thank yeah, you for that sorry. story idea. <laughs> Check it out on Punky. Yeah, so, um, and like, I just thought it was so uncanny. Also, like, going back to family and friends, like, my mum's genuinely just guessed it. I, I, I thought that, like, maybe she had heard something on, like, you, you know, people whispering while they're, like, trying to set up, like, Glenn or something like that but she genuinely I've spoken to her about it since and she's like no it was really just mother's intuition oh my god that's it I wanted to ask you about that too because I was wondering if your mum was a huge Batchy fan as well because when she guessed Glenn straight away it was just insane I was like how I know it's uncanny and I like I'm like a bit creeped out by it I mean I'm like oh it's like the cutest thing in the world obviously but it's just another one of those things that I'm like, far out, this feels like very meant to be. Oh, so it was so nice watching your guys' whole journey, to be honest. I keep saying it got me emotional, but it did, like, every episode. Oh. Don't worry, it got me emotional. We're like, <laughs> before, before the show, um, Glenn hadn't cried. So, like, they, you know, a, a go-to question that you're often asked, like, when you're on one of these shows is, when's the last time you cried? Which is, I mean... For someone like me, like every day. Yeah, like two hours ago, <laughs> you know, actually. I, I like I watch like I watch like an advertisement for a bank on TV and I'm like crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, it'll be like inspirational music and it'll just one same with you, Matt, like one silent tear. <laughs> um, but Glenn Glenn said that he hadn't cried for two years and yeah, I think he's um, a lot more in touch with his emotions since being deeper in the franchise because, like, we'll be watching something and then we just look at each other and phone, like, full watery eyes. Aww. I've got one final question for you. Yes. Can you set us up with any WA men <laughs> so we can clean you something else Oh, my gosh. Too? Okay, there is, like, this thing in Perth everyone's in relationships and everyone's like married with kids it's a whole new world over here I'm like feeling a lot of pressure I was gonna say are you about to tell us something are you leaving us on one final scoop well it has it has been nine months (laughs) (laughs) baby Greg's coming Um, guys oh my god Greg oh Sort of written in the stars now. Our poor child. Or Hinkle Punkle. Yeah, okay, have twins. <laughs> uh, well, okay, we have to, we do have to wrap it up, but you have one final announcement because Talia and I. I do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> take it away. Oh my God, I'm so excited. So I've been a big friend of the pod this season. I love Cocktails and Roses, been obsessed. The big news I've been hanging on to is I'm actually going to be, how do I describe it, taking the Olympic torch. <laughs> it's actually just like, it's be... like half a goon sack. You're taking half a goon sack. <laughs> I'm going to be one of the co-hosts for the next season of Cocktails and Roses and get this. I am going to be co-hosting with the man, the myth, the legend, Osha Ginsberg. That is so exciting. <laughs> Very exciting. It's really exciting. So we're going to be recapping Lockie's season of The Bachelor. Starts Wednesday, August 12th. Make sure you're tuned in. Um, and our first podcast episode will be dropping pretty soon after. We're so excited. And Osha is not like not going to hold back. Like he, you know, he's there for all of it he's the host and so he's like really gonna give us the inside the behind the scenes goss big shoes to fill 
size. Yeah, oh, no, I'm, really, I'm, I'm really a size five. Tell that's fine. Huge <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm so excited. I think Osher and yourself as well, being such a big part of the franchise now, are going to bring so much interesting behind the scenes tea for us. Yes, for sure. And I'm like really excited. I think I haven't like, it's a great mechanism for me to be able to share a little bit more of the insight about what it feels like to be a participant on one of these shows. Super excited. I know there's going to be so much hot goss. I can't wait. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It was so good talking to you. Tell Greg we say hi. Yeah, tell Greg we say hi. Thank thank you you so much for letting us watch your love story. (laughs) No, no worries. (laughs) <laughs> we have been just like, we're so, we're, we're like literally on cloud nine. So it's been amazing. Thank you guys. Awesome. We'll chat soon. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Talia, so we're both retiring. Thank we God. Are. Um, and before we retire, it's time to hand out your final rose. Uh, so who are you giving your rose to? Okay. I thought long and hard about this. Hinkle Ponkle, will you accept this rose? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. No. <laughs> I didn't think I would get rejected now on this franchise, but here we are. Do you have any other one or that was it? It was (laughs) to me? that was it. Okay, last time that we did this podcast for a finale, I said, I'm giving my rose to you and you shut me down. Did you? I don't even remember that. I know you didn't because... I don't remember a lot (laughs) at the end of Bachelor season, to be honest. What a cop out. Wow. Okay. Um, That was a really harsh rejection. Yeah. Do you want to ask where mine's Luckily, going? Luckily, Alicia's going to fly me over to WA soon. <laughs> the borders are still closed. <laughs> That's fine. I'll crawl my way in. Um, who's your rose going to? Mine's going to Scott, of course. Oh, duh. The man of this season, uh, the man of this podcast. Scott, we're sorry for everything. <laughs> <laughs> but not really. But not really. Scott for Bachelor 2021? Yeah. Well, yeah. What year is it? <laughs> now you're taking over my job of just throwing we? out names Scott to be the, the next Bachelorette Bachelor. alongside Brittany, Litney, uh, Renee. Renee. Bring yeah. Elena back. Bring it all back. Bring yeah. them all back. Thanks so much for listening to us. Oh, Mom. Mom. All four of you. <laughs> Alicia. <laughs> Greg. We appreciate it. No, no, he's just like, <laughs> he's just stuck in the room while she's playing it. He's like, turn it down. Please let me out. <laughs> Uh, so before we go, our lovely producer Steph has put together uh, a highlight reel of our best moments where we've It's been, called a highlight, but some would say it's probably a low light. We've just been professionals. Um, you know, if you want to hire us to do any <laughs> podcasts in the future, we'll be listen free. to this. This will, yeah, we'll be <laughs> oh, my phone's ringing off the hook. <laughs> okay, are we going to listen to this? Let's take it away. Plenty of energy off the top, as usual. Welcome to a special pre. Sorry, that was me. That was me. Do it again. Welcome to the Reality Bite, where we are talking all things. Wait, is that car really loud? Honk honk, <laughs> honk honk, bitches. Welcome to the Reality Bite. <laughs> if I ever get a catchphrase, I want it to be honk honk, honk bitches. <laughs> what do we usually say for a greeting? Do we say welcome? Welcome back. <laughs> oh, welcome back. That's cute. Okay. <clears throat> honk, honk. We're back. And we're full of rosé and we're ready to wrestle in the slip What did you do in the break? <clears throat> Coffee's kicked in. All right. So Hong Kong bitches or no? Okay, no. <laughs> this is going to be our best yet. Um, oh, I should have changed my shorts. Um, hang on. Why? I'm not kidding. There's a hole in them. How did you make a hole in them? Where's the hole? In the crotch. Honestly, I think mm-hmm. it's because I was squatting so much because mm. I just was like, I needed to be really low to the ground today. 
Sometimes when I'm hungover, I just really need to have like a low center of gravity. Have you thought about like lying down? Oof. Why are you squatting? Because I was like outside. We'll be back next week with more. Okay. We'll be back next week with more of whatever this was. Talia, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me once again. It was great to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Always good to meet you. I've been writing you all those letters while you were in prison. <laughs> and one day I hoped you would learn to read. No, I just thought they were nice drawings. You guys fucking suck at outro. <laughs> one more. This is the real one. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, honk honk, bitches. <laughs> Um, oh god. Anyway, I better like roll myself out of here. You're right, we are bad at these. Yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> I'm in tears. Um, I don't want any drama. This is why we don't do two in a day, because we've fully <laughs> lost our mind. <clears throat> You're okay. gonna finish it. You'll be like, hi Charles, I'm like, hong hong bitch. Let's get into it. If you steal my catchphrase, <laughs> literally friendship over. <laughs> you can like run me over, I won't give a shit. But if you steal my catchphrase, I'll be like, hong hong. Hong hong. <laughs> out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> you just like <laughs> out of the bus that you've somehow <laughs> rented. Hong Kong bitches. Actually, if you said Hong Kong, I'd have time to get out of the way. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Oh, did you want us to do the whole thing again? No. Oh, God. Um, no, bye. <laughs>